You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Who wants to hit this? Bro, bro was saying All right, we are back uh, in the pontoon. It's, it's hitting. It's Welcome back to the Kush Life podcast recording from the pontoon. And we're very thankful to be back. Chris, uh, talk to us about this amazing pontoon that we're sitting in. Uh, this is Safari Joe's grandmother's pontoon. This thing was built back in 1943. Is this the SS Minnow? Uh, it should Beautiful. be the SS Minnow. I think that's who they bought it from was Gilligan. Um, yeah, but, you know, it's pretty nice. Um, it's really not water worthy right now. But one day, one day. One day. <laughs> All right, so it's been fun having different people come up. Uh, inter- introduce yourselves. Yeah, thanks absolutely. For, thanks uh, for stopping in. My name is uh, Chris Large. I'm with uh, Large Distribution, and... I'm a producer with uh, Sasha, my partner here uh, at Cultivar Productions. Hello. Hi, Sasha. How are you? Good, good. Good. All right, so where are you guys from? Tulsa. Tulsa. We are uh, local here, um, but we we get around. We try to uh, not only do things here in the state, but we also uh, got some events that we're going to be working that are actually out of the state. Uh, born and raised here in Tulsa? Born and raised. Um, traveled, uh, lived in Las Vegas uh, for a while. Uh, that was interesting. Um, lived in Florida for a while, but yeah, Tulsa's, Tulsa's home. So you guys know each other from back in the day? Or? No, just met tonight. <clears throat> no. We met on a social media phone, talking back and forth, some, yeah. somehow, like, some networking yeah. Thing I don't remember exactly. I saw this uh, particular event and it, it caught my eye. And first thing I was trying to figure out was you know who was doing it. Was it Safari Joe's? Was it Kush? Was it some somebody else? And uh, quickly narrowed it down that it was it was Kush and reached out uh, to these guys and um, yeah we just kind of hit it off and he told me about the event and. Here we are. We're glad to be here. What were we smoking on that you got? That was a big old... That was a... Um, that was a whole Mac 1 hash, rosin, and flour. It was uh, a Von Don. And um, just a... Yeah. Yeah, keep that thing away from me at this point. <laughs> Remy, don't run away, Remy. <laughs> All right. So, uh, the, another another fun guy that we have here. Remy is running away, but I was going to try and get him to say hi. Maybe he will in a second. All right, so what do you guys... Are you... you, you yeah, you want to tell about what you guys do? Tell him about, uh, you know, Cultivar Productions and, and kind of where, perhaps where we, we come from. Well, uh, Cultivar is... Cultivar is uh, brand new uh, this year, and uh, but yeah, we're we're hitting the ground running, uh, doing media for the cannabis industry, focused on the cannabis industry, as as I like to say, focused on your passion. So, so uh, yeah, so um, that's what we do, and we tell stories. Basically, um, we like to have people tell us kind of what makes them different what where they come from and then we kind of craft that into a compelling content basically 
uh, and, uh, and and then for social and other other media, yeah. And what is it? Just uh, different patients? No, different different like dispensaries or different okay, dispensaries. Uh, growers. Yeah, yeah. Growers. different different companies in the industry. All right. Yeah. All right. It's been one of the you know. Uh, kind of eye-opening things to see how Instagram and, and social media in general play such a, a prominent role in the cannabis industry here and uh, you know and that's that's interesting because I think don't you guys have a problem with a lot of times getting stuff shut down or, or getting removed or it's it's a you're right it's a big marketing platform but it's also pretty tough to do isn't it to get your uh, Instagram shut down, is that what it's 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 challenging to not get your Instagram yeah, shut down. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's that's the, yeah, the challenge. To, you have to use the right words, yeah. right verbiage. Yeah, because yeah. it can you know you can just get a, a message from Instagram and you really don't know why right. or what it even was that got you. Then you, you know never talk to them again. Right now, what I'm wondering is how you set it up, how that affects their policies because you can set it up as a business or personal some people do both I, I mean there, there there's a range right, right? right and then there's other stuff like different categories in the business uh, area so you know I, I wonder if, because if you're in a certain category like myself video creator I wonder if I have the same kind of stipulations and scrutiny as yeah. a, you know because I'm not I'm not producing the the cannabis I'm not producing the, the anything uh, uh, that's OMMA you, you don't so. show the photos of the flower no I do show photos of the oh, flower yeah. okay do you so. know what help, what gets people shut down I think it's the verbiage honestly or if you're doing your uh, creations like on another platform and then you bring it to yeah. Instagram right yeah, they like don't using like, that. like they're real or right. they're yep. Whatever they're providing. Yeah, they don't like it when you bring TikTok over. They like you to put it out on their reels. Right. right. You know, I, I was told two things uh, when we started our Instagram account to always add for educational purposes only and nothing for sale on Instagram, no matter what you post, whether it be cannabis orientated or maybe you're in your yeah. garden looking at your tomatoes. You still have to put that out there because, again, I mean, there are, you know, people out there, the competition uh, sometimes gets to a point where, you know, your, your, your person that is shutting you down might be a competition or could be a competitor. Uh, so there's a lot of jealousy. There is a lot of that. So hopefully we can, you know, rise above all that stuff and just be like, you know, uh, you know, working together because, I mean, it really makes for a stronger industry for all of us to succeed so you know why not go that route there's room there's you know everybody can eat you know what i mean so what's been some of the cool stories that you guys you've done some videos any any cool story that pops out uh cannabis uh, carter creek and uh jinx proof we did yeah. a story with them and so we kind of uh as far as i know brought to like their kind of uh how they came together and their families essentially became close and so now they consider themselves family basically so it was kind of a nice story so that's an example of the storytelling aspect of, of what Cults of Art Production does is is as opposed to just pretty pictures of cannabis you know what I mean it's, I think if you can tell a story and that story sets you apart in some way I think that that, that people relate to it you know then you're, you're winning and, and the content is you know what I mean yeah agreed I mean I a lot of what, what they do at Kush is 
we hear nonstop is everybody that sits down. It's always about the stories of the patients Absolutely. that come in and, yeah. and how they affect you know their lives. Uh, any stories of you know patients, or it's all of you know, which is fine. I'm just curious. You know, have you guys gone off into into any of that or not? You know, um, it's interesting you should ask. So we're working uh, right now with a company on, uh, I guess you could describe it as a mini doc. Uh, it's going to be about six to eight minutes. Uh, it's essentially going to be uh, five patients and five employees of this company. And essentially what we're going to do is blend those patients with that person making that particular product that, again, helps that patient. And so they they really wanted to approach it from that angle. It yeah, wasn't that's about, cool. that's cool. you know, again, photos or close-ups or macros or kind of the baller side of this business. It was more of like the medical, the medical side. Yeah. And that's where we wanted to start. So, yeah, super unique. Come on, grab the mic. Grab the mic. Yeah, grab the mic, man. What's going on? Hey, back. Marshall, thanks for having me, Holmes. Yeah. So uh, I was just on my way out. I wanted to say goodbye to the folks. Hey, I'm Remy with Be Elevated. I'm Sasha. Calls over to hey, I'm Chris. Sasha. Chris, pleasure to yeah, meet yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, do a little bit of business with Kush. They, uh, they're great folks, and uh, I just wanted to come by and just support. Kind of here on my own dime tonight. Yeah, well, I don't have a booth out here. I'm not trying to do any work. Just come and enjoy, and they really knocked it out of the park, huh? Can you believe this? Yeah, Can you believe amazing. how many people are here right now? What a great turnout. I mean, I, I, I would venture to say we are in the thousands now yeah, as far yeah, as people here. I was saying yeah, between two and 3,000. Two and 3,000 people I mean, probably it's is about busier, right. busier than whenever like, the families were here. It earlier. looks like oh, a yeah. Saturday keep moving. Uh, yeah. crowd. I mean, it's it's huge, far as the eye could see. Uh, and this is the first the first one. It is the first it's one. The first one. They'll be. They're talking every couple of weeks, right? I'm down to do one a month. Yeah. Absolutely. I'll make time yeah. for it. All right. So, so what they do is they tell the stories of growers, dispensary owners, and they're getting into some patient stuff. Um, you know, you, you've got a pretty cool story. Um, you know, appreciate. So it's very tumultuous industry, as you guys may know. Um, what I will reveal is, you know, Be Elevated has been through a fourth partner three times. You know, um, rebrand. We've had to rebrand. You know, four or five months into becoming a company into Be Elevated. Um, is do you think? Because I'm sure you guys have heard a lot of the struggles, right? There's been a ton of struggles for brands getting off the ground because. I mean, it's the wild, wild west. They started the business with forty grand, you know, between the two guys, um, and just you know, focus on on learning. Got a couple of nerds in there. You don't think they're nerds, but um, and just had a little bit of success last year with, with a few items, and that, that's kind of helped us. And in relationships with wonderful people like Kush and them, really uh, put our brand out there as well. Yeah. We do our own. Um, promoting we don't pay for marketing our marketing budget is shirts and we just hand out t-shirts for free so so what were some of the early struggles that you guys had and then is that a i wanted to say you know is that a common thing that you guys are seeing across the industry and you know i wanted to dive into that real quick so what you know what were some of those early struggles that that caused those um, problems things that people will run into for sure is packaging 
um, not pulling the trigger in time and then when you do it having to wait for those packages to be made and shipped and if it's on a boat you know um, the quality of let's say cartridges you know we're, we're a full service lab we do everything for ourselves and other people if we can't we'll source it but yeah we have a bunch of relationships uh, you know finding the right cartridge there's no cartridge out there that is fail proof that's not going to mess up but if you find one that you can deal with you know, you're kind of winning. You know, in the industry, they say three percent. If you're getting three percent, you're winning on the the cart failure. Mm-hmm. And a lot of shops, a lot of cartridge makers will advertise one percent fail rate, and it will never be one percent. But you know, if you put that in mind before you start a cartridge company, you you work it out. You know, when now we buy a cartridge, we treat it like shit. You know, like whenever Ford or Chevy builds a car. They crash a hundred of them before they actually mm-hmm. a thousand of them before they, they put them. In. Is that been a lot of the? Do you think that's been a lot of the struggle? Is just I, I having to learn how to fail in a sense is what you're saying. I think um, you know this business is made up of you know mom and pop style, uh, not a lot of money necessarily to to start up with. Um, in some instances, life savings, mortgages. You know, you name it. Um, but they have a vision. They have an understanding of what they're trying to do. And, yeah, in that way, it is kind of a marketing wild, wild west right now. Because right now, it's how hard you want to hustle. It's you that you are competing with. I mean, you're not competing with the next concentrate or the next, you know, brand. It's... How fast and how hard do you want to run? And and it's it's a, it's a go for it mentality. So that's Definitely. business in general, right? Uh, business in general, but I think maybe is it just there's not a lot of people that have gotten into business until now because it was such a great opportunity. I mean, if you think Silicon Valley compared to like this, as far as just how quickly the learning curve went from you know, zero to like a hundred uh, in a very short amount of time. In less than three years, Oklahoma has become, I mean, you know, one of the bullseyes in the cannabis, you know, industry worldwide. I mean, yeah. there's there's a lot of interest. We saw a lot of that at Chronic Palooza. There were people from all over the country and outside the United States that we were talking to at that event. So how's the culture overall still going? going? If yeah. there's all these people and, you know, it's this big hodgepodge, I mean, how's the culture of the industry still going? Man, I mean, uh, are, are we, I'm, I'm going to keep it real. That's, that's what I do. Uh, I'm going to keep it real. That's what I do. I got, um, you try to build relationships and you find people who are who can stand by their word and you find people that don't and you try to, you know, group yourselves or put yourselves together with people who know how to get shit done. You know, I mean, it's it's you're gonna stub your toe. There's no if ands and buts about it. You know, it's just I, I think a lot of people are a little too eager to put too much food on their plate, if I may. Like, if I can't do something, that's why you stretch your face. I can't do it, but I know someone who can. You know, and there's no shame in that. If you can't do something, not everybody can do everything. And you know, people decide about uh, focusing on themselves. They're always looking outside of the window. Seeing what other people are doing, you know, we just keep our head down and do. You know, when you say marketing, uh, it blows my mind the lack of utilization when it comes to social media. 
I implore people three times a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you're going to get one like, zero likes. Nobody's going to like the shit. But you got to keep doing it. And then maybe by the end of the year, you might have a thousand followers. You know what? We're a small mom and pop shop, and we just broke four thousand followers on Instagram lately. That's because, great. You know, we just we're, we're pimping out our shirts, making people get you know follows uh, for that. You know, uh, okay. when we do pop-ups, you know, we tag, we do drops, we tag. You know, but here's the thing: when you ask about industry stuff, recently I stopped tagging a bunch of the dispensaries that I'm like dropping shit off of because it seems like a lot of people have been eating off other people's coattails, and a couple of people have express this on Facebook and some groups and have been shit on for saying that. No, I back, I back it. You know, get out there and do your own do your own work. You know, I mean where do you I guys like, from, from a sales pros, you know, from so many prospects and sales for a processor. Yeah. You know, I, I you get, get out there and you want to reveal your, your your fishing holes and stuff. I got no problem throwing people a bone. You know, but if you're following me on social and you're not asking me about some of the shops or who can I talk to and then I see your stuff in the shop after I've been there a couple of times like uh, anyway I just want to hate gonna hate aren't they hate is gonna hate it's people want to know people want to know it's the industry you know it's like it happens in a lot of different industries it does it's just part about it it's a part it's a tough part of business but how do you get I mean where are you guys seeing the industry currently well I, I was gonna add that you know one thing I see is some of the smaller uh like let's say concentrate makers or processors or whatever dispensaries you know i think one of the things that might have is that that the 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 scalability issues you know they start a certain way and then all of a sudden there's demand for what they're doing and you know it's hard to meet that some of some of the time so i think you know things are growing so quickly i think i've seen that at least you know in in one uh, one instance that I can think of, and I'm sure there are many more. But I was going to say the, the equalizer might just be social media because the small guy, you know, can have a hustler that social media. That is true. You know, Remy's a person, social media hustler. You know, and so that right there, to his point, it's like again, it's as fast as, and as hard as you want to run with it. And it's, you know, the best thing about it, it's free. It's free. And why would you not just want to, you know, post every aspect of, you know, your business? It's like, get it out there, get it going, get it in the public. Well, one thing I keep hearing is, uh, is I don't, you know, from some people is they they don't have time. You know, their business has grown so much, they don't have time to do the social. They don't have time to create the media, do all that stuff. So, you know, it just kind of depends. But some people like to keep it in-house. It keeps it personal. Keeps that flavor, and you know that and that's great. But other people want to want to hand it off, you know. And that's you know that's obviously where we come it's in. It's early in the game to say you don't need something. It's so early in the game to say you don't you, need. You, something. you have to delegate. You know, you if you can't do it, if I, if I'm, I'm just speaking candidly, if you can't do it, you gotta delegate. You gotta delegate. That's a part of your job as a business owner is to find a solution and. If you don't have a social media presence, you're really shooting yourself in the foot. It's that simple. Yeah, especially in this business. It's like, I mean, this is kind of the, you know, let's just be real. Instagram is the official, unofficial sales platform for, you know, the cannabis industry. You know, Um, but, you know, you have to be tactile in, in how you do that. And... Again, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to stay 
clear of Instagram's, you know, uh, shutdown methods because, again, nobody really knows why that happens. All right, Remy, I know you were trying to head out, so I'm not trying to keep you. Give us one last, you know, give us give us a Remy advice. You know, you always got some great shit in up in your up in your noggin. Well, so, uh, I wouldn't say so, just so, a, a, advice. I want to, well, here's some advice. Dream big. Countries are turning, dream big. This is some advice. Dream big. Countries are turning just as fast as states. And you got to tell yourself, where do you want to be? Am I happy Amen. with the block I'm on? You know, do I want to be in this town? Do I want to be in this area code? Do I want to be in this state? Do I want to be in this continent? You know, wouldn't you want to be in Israel or Africa or... Spain? Yeah, you know. Uh, I mean, Spain. they're killing it over there. You can't get better hash anywhere in the world, right? <laughs> so, you know. You got you to ask yourself what you want. You can't just get coming in this business. I got, a, I got a cousin in Michigan. He's like, well, I got a couple hundred. I think I want to get in. I was like, what do you want to do? He's like, no, I'm not sure. And I was like, dude, you need to fucking keep selling phones. Yeah. You don't need to get in the fucking room. You're doing just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then... Um, there was one more thing I wanted to say, but that fucking bong water I drank is just fucking <laughs> some mash. Bong water kicked in. I mean, that's how fast it was. I was talking to Katie, trying to say goodbye, smashed that bong water, and saw Marshall, and, you know, he was like, he thought I was coming in. I really I appreciate mean, that. Speaking yeah, of fast, I mean, this industry is moving fast. I mean, is, oh, that's what I wanted to it's, get to. It's, it's, <laughs> less, it's less than three years old, and here we are, you know, we've got... You know, people from all around the celebrity weed world, you know, coming to Oklahoma for these various events. I mean... That is true. Have you tried to buy cannabis in Massachusetts? No. So it's so trash. Okay, so (laughs) they they, they have adult use. The closest dispensary to Boston is on a train about 10, 15 minutes out of town in Brookline. And it is an overpriced piece of shit. Meta... I understand you got the the game cornered. Calling it out. There's there's four <laughs> there's four adult use dispensaries in Massachusetts, if I'm not mistaken. Four. I don't know. Well, that's the only ones I could find. But I went in on a Tuesday and bought some black black triangle, Bermuda, Bermuda triangle, black black. Uh, it was fucking great. And I went back two days later. Right. And I couldn't buy it because they moved it from the recreational side the medical side and I was like uh who the fuck does that but and you you could only buy an ounce of these two strains and then you can only buy quarters of these two strains you can only buy grams of these two strains so the openness of our law swap them all around whatever so so they'll swap what you can buy ounce to joint and then they'll swap rec to, to uh to med it made no sense. And I saw people drive from Buffalo, New York to spend $420 on ounces. Crazy. He bought his mom and his dad. They each bought as much as they could. Wow. And so drove back eight and a half hours to Buffalo. Do you think the openness of our law is what's helped not create all that? Oh, man, that's what I want people to realize. You have it so good in Oklahoma. We don't yes. have limits on edibles. You can walk out of a dispensary with your life savings and have enough food for the rest of your life. It's the best in the nation. I mean, arguably our laws are, I mean, if you look at the, the, I think it's 31 or 32 states now have some form of legalization. If you look at our laws compared to everyone else's, it's geared towards the business of cannabis. Finally, somebody, you know, I mean, barring anything that's happening now, but when 788 was passed, finally somebody got it right in regards to, you know, being for the business of cannabis as opposed to being political about it and getting, you know, just weird and heavy-handed with it. They let anybody who has 
an idea, has the capital, has the ethic to get in there and get after it, make a go of it, whatever they want to do. You know, create your own dream, to your point, you know? It's but like it, it is going to be a lifestyle. It's going to be your life. You're going to open the clothes. You're yeah. going to work more hours. And plans don't work 9 to 5. And nobody's going to care about your shit more than you. Hey, I want to leave on that. I really appreciate you having me. Cheers, man. Uh, where do people okay, find you? Well, you can find all of our Be Elevated stuff at Cush Dispensary in Tulsa. If you want to search Be Elevated on Weed Maps or Instagram or LeafLink or just BeElevatedOK.com. It's B-E-E-E-L-E-V-A-T-E-D-O-K.com. Uh, we are a mom-and-pop processor full service. If you have a farm and nobody's doing your pre-rolls, hit us up. We have a pre-roll service. If you have material that needs to be run, we'll run it. If you have a ridiculous amount of material, we'll hook you up with one of our processor partners who really, yeah, yes, please, yeah. Uh, that, that means a lot. Um, yes, you guys enjoy yourselves. Hell yeah. All Thanks right, man. Yeah, All really right, cheers. It, Great to meet you. All right, where people find you guys on social? Uh, Sosh, uh, Cultivar Productions. Yeah, at, at, Cultivar. at Cultivar Productions. C-U-L-T-I-V-A-R Productions. And then um, I also uh, have a uh, distribution company, and that's At Large Distribution. And, you know, I try to look at, you know, the top 5% of, of growers and processors and products in the state. Very boutique. That's kind of my focus. That's where I come from. Cool. Well, I appreciate you guys coming up, taking the time. Hey, and absolutely. absolutely. Glad to be here. Great event. Hey. Yeah. Have a great night. Thank you. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Kush Life. Hey guys, while everyone's out smoking, let me tell you about Kush Lounge. We just opened up the dog park. You can bring your dog and chill after you get your medicine. You can come out back, play some games. We've got cornhole we've got ping pong there's going to be sound baths on our calendar coming up we're going to have yoga all kinds of fun stuff check out our instagram page at kush lounge tulsa see you soon kush it's the kush life for us kush life